This is Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool, nerdy happenings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond. From books and concerts to search engines and story times, the library nerds are in and ready to show you that being a nerd can be cool. Get ready, get set, get nerdy. Welcome back to Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool things going on at Peter White Public Library and the Library Universe Beyond, straight from the people who know it best, library nerds. My name is Marty Atkinson. I'm the Adult Programming Coordinator for Peter White Public Library. And sitting in Nerd Central again today is one of everyone's favorite library nerds, Lynette Suko, the Assistant Head of Adult Services. Welcome back to the podcast, Lynette. Thanks. Always glad to be back. You know, and we're always, I'm always glad to have you have you back and be able to sit down and chat with you. Um, so it is the last week of 2023, and the busyness of the holidays is quieting down a little now. And we've had quite a month at PWPL with Christmas trees and movies and book clubs and concerts. Of course, the biggest gifts this holiday season are our loyal and supportive patrons here at the library. They are the reason we love coming to work and doing what we do. That is Snow Lie. Um, Yes, that is a hint as to what Lynette will be talking about today. Um, But while there's no business like snow business, there's another clue. We have to play another game of Word on the Nerd, Lynette. Um, You know how this works. I'm going to ask you three library nerd questions, and you have to answer them for the listeners. So, Lynette, are you ready to play Word on the Nerd? Lynette, this is going to be another game of Would You Rather. I'm going to ask you three Would You Rather questions, and you have to truthfully answer them for the listeners. And all of the questions today have something to do with snow and winter. So let's get started. Here's your first question. Would you rather take a polar bear plunge or bobsled down a mountain? Well, <laughs> I'm not really a winter person, mm-hmm. so that was a really hard question. Okay, I thought it was an easy one, but oh, you know. No way would I take the plunge. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go on a bobsled all bundled up and uh, padded for impact, you yes, know, in case yeah, I fall helmets off. helmets and everything, so yeah. <laughs> and I do love, like, whoosh, you know, going fast. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. Yeah. There is no way I'm jumping into a lake <laughs> in the middle of winter. It's bad enough doing it in the summer with Lake Superior. Doing it in the winter I, is insane. I think that's just a recipe for a cardiac arrest. So um, <laughs> I, I am totally with you on that one. Okay. So um, here is your next question. Of course, you know they might get a little bit more difficult. So here's your second question. Would you rather see the northern lights or would you rather see a flying reindeer? I would rather see the northern lights. They're so beautiful. I have only seen them once. You think that I have lived in Marquette for 30 years. Mm -hmm. But this was during the day. I I was at a band concert Mm -hmm. for my son, and we came out of the dome, and it was like 7 o'clock at night, and they were all over the sky. It was in late fall, and it was magnificent. But people have been seeing them all winter, last winter, and Mm -hmm. this winter so far. 
they're too late or too early for me. They're when I'm yeah. sleeping and I'm not getting up. Yeah, and I love I love seeing the northern lights. Although it'd be pretty, pretty cool to see a flying reindeer, but <laughs> but I will say that there is nothing like seeing those northern lights. Oh, yeah. um, they're so gorgeous, and yes, they have been really active yeah. um, in the last few months, especially. Um, I've seen some really amazing brilliant pictures of them so i've seen the pictures yes. but unfortunately not in person yeah and and i i think i got up once at like 1 30 in the morning because they were saying oh there's going to be northern lights i went out in my backyard stood there for like half an hour saw nothing i'm like i'm going back to bed <laughs> and then the next morning i wake up and i see these posts from friends oh my gosh it's 2 30 in the morning oh. and three o'clock in the morning they're so and i'm like Okay. Yeah, it's hit or miss, but yes. the northern lights are pretty amazing. Okay. So, last question, Lynette. Would you rather ride on the Polar Express to the North Pole, or would you rather travel to Narnia? I would rather travel on the Polar Express okay. to the North Pole, because even though um, Narnia is kind of mystical and magical, mm -hmm. the North Pole, the, the Express mm -hmm. there... That would just be super. I, I yeah. can't imagine anything more fun. And I enjoyed that book, that one single book, mm -hmm. more than all of the Narnia books, yeah. which were are wonderful. Yeah. It's a classic. Mm -hmm. But it just made a big impression on me. And I remember buying it for my children and grandchildren because it was also very magical. Yeah. And those those illustrations in that book are yeah. so so beautiful. Yeah. I would go with the Polar Express too because they serve you hot chocolate on oh, the Polar you got Express. It. So yeah. there you go. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Um, we have come to the end of this snowy edition of Word on the Nerd with Assistant Head of Adult Services Lynette Suko. And yes, all of those questions have something to do with what Lynette will be talking about today. So Lynette, why don't you share with us the word. Lynette, what topic has you seen white today? <laughs> well, I just am in the middle of a book display downstairs. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you about the books on that display, but also I will be talking about book displays in general, okay. because I think it's interesting for the public to know kind of how we do that. How we don't those, just throw them up yeah, there. You know, it's kind appear. of an organized process. <laughs> yes, it is, very <laughs> much. So um, the, the display right now is about books that have snow in the title. Mm -hmm. uh, because last year, about the same time of year, I did a book display on winter solstice stories. Mm -hmm. So those were all winter stories. So yeah. there were fiction stories about that, and then there were a lot of nonfiction about the season mm -hmm. and the winter sky and the climate and um, all of that. So that was very interesting, but it was kind of limited. Mm -hmm. This year, when I just have to have snow in the title, that I have things up. everything. <laughs> I have fiction from um, the. I have Diana Gobbledone, who uh, is a breath of snow and ashes, and mm. that's part of a big series. Yep. So you get, and I have a couple of cowboy westerns that have snow. snow in like the title. this is Snowbound by Richard Wheeler. He's mm. very famous western writer, and so. Um, it just opens up to a lot of different things. Snow and the Tulips, the World War II, um, historical fiction. Wow. 
There is it's amazing snow. how many books have snow in the title. Oh yeah, <laughs> but there are a lot of thrillers in mm. this um, with would have mm-hmm. that have snow in the title because they are, um, you know, it's a dark time of year. It's a cold time of year. It's a little bit more thriller material. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. Um, snow angels, the snowman's children. Um, so here's a sinister sounding one. Snow White Must Die. Ooh. So this is by <laughs> Nell Newhouse. And this Is that like a thriller or Yes. And mm. it's um it's a German author, so it's a little bit more it's invest investigative police and it's modern. Mm-hmm. But then I also have this is an old author, Ed McBain, oh, and yeah. he does Snow White and Rose Red. He has fairy tales for the names of a lot of his mystery. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And he's, like, from the 50s. He's, mm-hmm. you know, really, these are very old and very formulaic, but all very good. All really good, he's a, yeah. He's a well-known mm-hmm. um, author. So stuff like that. And then for nonfiction, there again, you run the gamut. I love nonfiction because you can just get so many varied oh, yeah. things. So there's animals in the snow. This one is called tigers. Uh, I think we had something about dogs. There's the snowplow in mm. the 600s, where you have um, like planes and trucks and all that mechanical stuff. So snowplow, and then there's the uh, snow in America, which is a weather book. And then mm. there was another weather book that we had. That's already up. This is The Lifeguard in the Snow, which is poetry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I never have seen that. What's the author's uh, name? Eugene Ruggles. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. I'm going to have to so check that interesting. out. Yeah. And then there is a cookbook called Roast Figs, Sugar Snow. Ooh. So what kind of a title is that? I, mean, I don't know. But Sugar Snow, I guess, would be powdered sugar, Powdered maybe. sugar or something like that, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, just so many different things that. So, if you want to write a book, I think you should put snow, snow in, in the, the title. title. Yes, <laughs> yes. This one is from the Sister Cities collection. It's um, snow, wave, and pine, talking about traditional patterns in Japanese mm. design. It's beautiful. It's a larger book, and it has um, really good photographs in here. And so. I never thought I would come across something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, um, a th- oh, this is another refugee story from World dressed War II. Dressed for a dance and in the snow. Yeah, dressed for a dance in the snow. And mm. that one is um, a European writer that I really have no other context with. Mm-hmm. The Snowshoe Handbook. There were several on snowshoes. Mm-hmm. So that was good. And Snow Poems. And... Um, Cross of Snow, The Life of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Long, oh, see, that's a poem, Cross of Snow, by him. And so they that's cool. This is a great um, mm-hmm. biography. I mean, you know, the title for a yeah. biography. Yeah. So very interesting. So there's a lot there. Okay. So I just wanted, oh, and then we did, I added movies to this one too because there were such a diverse um, no, just one genre. It's mm-hmm. all everything. The Snow Walker drama, Snow Cake. It's a it's a romance. Well, it's a, a drama, mm-hmm. but and then Snow is more of a family movie yeah. about um, again. It's like a Hallmark romance, mm-hmm. and we had 
Snow Buddies, which was a story about dogs. Dogs, uh, yeah, yeah. And then Snowpiercer is a thriller, thriller. about a train, I, I love that a, movie. Yeah, yeah, a wild train um, going through the snow, and it's um, I think it's dystopian, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a it, great movie. Yeah, it's kind of scary. <laughs> so yeah, so there's all kinds of stuff on that. So, so, so yeah, putting together these book displays, you really have to do a lot of digging for them, I imagine. Yes, and you have to come at them from different angles. Mm-hmm. So I wanted, oh, for this, I wanted to tell you about the children's books that have snow in the title. Mm-hmm. Because these are books I would have loved to put in this display, but I'm really only using adult books. Mm-hmm. So um, The Big Snow by Berta and Elmer Hader. If you mm. are a children's book person, you will know that one. That one's like from the 30s. Mm. It's really old. And so is White Snow by Alvin Trousseau. He mm. was a big writer like when I was a kid. Okay. And um, The Snowy Day by Ezra Jack Keats. That's still popular today. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that one. And Snow by um, Uri Shulevitz mm. is so fun because this village just gets, he's very artistic just gets covered with snow with every page and and it's just you don't even need a lot of words because just the um, illustrations tell the whole story mm. so it's really fun over and under the snow is a cutaway of the ground and then you can see like the animal in the winter they have them for summer and fall and winter oh, wow. and so it's really interesting about forest life through the seasons. You have wow. to have all four books, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Snowflake Bentley is um, a real person and who studied uh, snowflakes. And mm. so that was his nickname. And so that one is a nonfiction book, but it's a kid's book. And we don't have much in the adult section, except there is a DVD on him. Mm. And Snow Day by Lester Laminac is... More modern, but it is so funny. Mm-hmm. And it's about kids, you know, getting a snow day. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't want that? That was the best. There's lots of books written about that. <laughs> so they're really, those are very fun. That is so but, cool. But um, going back to what you said, yes, the preparation for a book display is a little bit um, trying sometimes mm-hmm. because you want to either do, Oh, something along the holiday calendar mm-hmm. or uh, new holidays are a big deal. Juneteenth, mm-hmm. I did that a few years ago because yeah. it was kind of all of a sudden at the forefront of news. And mm-hmm. so we did a display on that. Uh, I've done a couple on Chinese New Year or mm-hmm. Chinese literature having to do with that. Um, there's some celebration every month for every ethnicity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, you can just um, kind of go like, I'd like to do something about this part of the world. And you yeah. can find a reason to celebrate it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's pretty fun. But we've also had not so many sports things. So um, this year, Cat uh, did a baseball display. I and remember that one. I did one like five years ago and it was really good mm-hmm. i mean very fun because then now if you ask me where baseball um like the sports section is yeah. i know those numbers so it's also a learning experience for the librarians mm-hmm. because once you've done a book display from kind of a topic an area then you know where those books are located so you learn something while you're putting that together. yes, yes. Yeah. yeah definitely mm-hmm. and you learn about different authors and maybe they have kind of a concentration in something so mm-hmm. it's been really wonderful one of the first ones 
that I did was about the frozen, oh, I can't remember it now. Oh my gosh, where's my head? And it was about mysteries from Scandinavia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And that was really good because I wasn't familiar with all those authors. Mm -hmm. I only knew about, um, oh, Mankel. Mankel. Oh my gosh, I can't I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. <laughs> but I'll remember. I'll mm-hmm. remember it. And um oh, so many. So this year um Thayer did something on noir detective novels. Mm. And so then that was some of the newer ones. And um we had Native American Heritage Month. Corey just did one on Feast, and that had the word book in the title. Mm. So her thing was Feast on Fiction. Okay. Because it was all fiction books and they had the word food in the title. Oh, wow. So that was another play on words. She was just getting started. Um, That was a good idea for her to do. Mm -hmm. And so we went on that. We've done philosophy. uh, We've done wildflowers. Pride Month, we usually hit that every year. Mm -hmm. And Juneteenth is in the same month. Right. So yeah. that one's pretty good. Lake Superior, we do every so often. I used to do a lot more genealogy um, displays. Last year, I did one on genealogy through vintage cookbooks, mm. and that I was a fun that one. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. was pretty fun. And Year of the Rabbit um, was my other um, Chinese one this year because it was the Year of the Rabbit this mm-hmm. year. So yeah. that was kind of fun. Time travel, uh, Lilith and Kat are so creative, and they read a lot of fantasy. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they'll do something a little more ethereal, but it still has nonfiction components. Yeah. So they're they're just wonderful. So most of these displays like come from a lot of different genres. Then yes, yes. yeah, yeah. It's nice if they don't just have one thing in them but sometimes it's inevitable yeah sometimes it'll just be all fiction or all non-fiction books but this is the entrance display so we try to mix it up a little bit more mm-hmm. there also on the second floor is just a non-fiction display and so that's a little bit more focused on the topic right yeah and uh, those are very fun too and then downstairs it's just a fiction display so mm-hmm. whatever right now i think it's dreams mm-hmm. and upstairs it's boat which is big Ocean, no, it's, how do you spell boat? Outstanding um, aquatic transport. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> made a, made a um, <laughs> like a little acrostic. Yeah, acrostic of, of boat, and mm-hmm. I just thought that was so funny. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any other really good um, graphic novels. is a great one that we've done. Theater, um, witches and wizards and spooky stories, of course, around Halloween. Yep. That's always yep. fun. And um, baking, you can always make a display of of cookbooks because we have so many of them, and Mm -hmm. they're so fun. Civil rights movement, um, that's always a fun one. And Valentine's Day is another biggie. Mm -hmm. And so we've had quite a few different ideas. There was one on fairies in literature and movies last year. Mm. So, oh, great books make great movies. That was also very fun. Wow. So all because... There are thousands of movies that are based directly off books. They're not just written as a play. They're, you know, mm-hmm. based from the book. So yeah. they're 
there's so much. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Guys, people don't think of how much thought and preparation goes into creating displays like that. But, yeah. I mean, just finding a variety of books would take a while, I would imagine, to come up with that. Yeah. How long yeah. does it take you generally to come up with all the books that you want to put on a display? Uh, I start really early because I... I have all my projects done way ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I get really nervous. Mm -hmm. So um, it probably takes a couple of days to just look in the card catalog and either focus on your topic yeah. or, and I mean full days, because you do it over little spurts of time. Right, right. If you're not busy at the desk or when you have um, office time, you will do all your research. Mm -hmm. So I would I would say it takes a, a few hours. Yeah. And then... Right before your display comes, you have to go and gather them up. All the books, yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. sometimes they're not there, but mine are usually big enough that it doesn't matter if they're mm -hmm. all there because I have so many to choose from. Right, and you, what, the, what you do is you usually put books up, and then if someone checks it out... Then you have another book to replace oh, the yes. one. Yeah, so you it's not just the books that you see on the wall. You also have other books that They're, are in replacement yeah. for ones that get checked out. So, yeah. yeah. And I used to have an attitude about, you know, somebody like Ben used to come up and say, well, do you have this on display? It says it's on display, but I don't see it anywhere. Do you have it? And so I'd go, yes, it's in the office. <laughs> and I'm going, why am I being so harumphy about it, you know? <laughs> Of course, I want people to check them out. That's yeah. the idea. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they're checking it out before I've even put it on display. Yeah. Because the idea is to get um, these books recirculated in some cases. Mm -hmm. um, is there really interest in them? If they're up on display and actually and nobody ever checks them out, well, then maybe maybe they're not that good. And maybe yeah. they're not getting checked out. Mm -hmm. But um, I I really like to sell books you know mm -hmm. it's yeah. kind of like selling them yeah and and maybe <laughs> acquainting people with things that they weren't acquainted with yeah at all Manko, so. it's either henning Mankel or Mankel henning mm -hmm. is the author of that scandinavian series that is so good mm. oh my gosh so <laughs> look look him up if you can there you go oh there you he, go. so you know, it's it's really fascinating to hear how these displays come together because, I, like I said, I I have never done one myself. So, um, uh, yeah. but it's a, it's amazing the different the how creative people get with it with is. putting it together. Yeah. yeah, and we have a few people who are very artistic too, and they all have a distinct style. Mm -hmm. So when Cat does a poster. Um, it's different than when Lilith does a poster, mm -hmm. different than when Thayer does a poster, and Corey, too. And mine are very plain. I'm mm -hmm. I'm very plain person um, <laughs> with my posters. But they use way different art tools than I do. And I'm mm -hmm. still using Publisher, for, you know, the ancient, oh. more ancient mm -hmm. tool, which I love because mm -hmm. I'm the master of Publisher. Yeah, but go. I just don't have those same visions. I still feel like it's more of a sign. And, mm -hmm. You know, and they are just very modern and and young, and mm -hmm. they have such graphics, um, mm -hmm. the ideas of graphics that they see in their perspective, you yeah. know, wherever, and just um, their tools. And so, I'm an admirer of the signs that come out of these. I yeah. just love them. They're, they're, I mean, they're like you said, they're so individualistic. They reflect yeah. the people that do it. They sure do. So. 
Well, you know, there you go. You've learned a little snow business. You've <laughs> learned a little display, book display business this time from Lynette. However, you know, um, we can't let you get out of, the, out, of, out of Nerdtopia just yet, Lynette. First, we have to get a book recommendation or recommendations from you. Something that you think listeners should immediately run to the library and pick up. Off the shelf. Okay, Lynette, so what have you been reading that's good? So, this is so unlike me, Mm -hmm. but I finally read Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garman, Mm -hmm. and I loved it Mm -hmm. about the mom who is kind of not very social, and she is a scientist, Mm -hmm. and... um, and so the book is about really her awkwardness and her ability to like make ways to survive and get on with life. Mm-hmm. And so that one was really good. And I don't even know if we have any copies available. You might have to put it on hold. Yeah. Still, that was on the bestseller list for, for a, a year. Yeah. And it is so popular, it's still flying off the shelves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that one, Big Orange Book, that's one recommendation. Okay. A newer recommendation is The Heaven and Earth Grocery Store by James McBride. Mm, Yep. And that is so different. Um, So you might know this, Marty, and I probably should be more prepared for this part, but James McBride is a writer who's been around a while. Yeah, yeah. And he's written other classics. Yep, uh, The Color of Water, I think, is one of them, isn't it? I cannot remember, but he's written stuff before and i think he's been on the band books list which is why i remember yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he usually is yeah yeah but um, this i don't know if he would be on the band books li- books list now but he does deal with um a black population living next to a jewish within you know they're mm-hmm. integrated in a jewish population in the um maybe early 19 or 18 early 20th century Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia, and it's really interesting so Mm -hmm. far. I really love it. I have it on audio right at the moment. Well, I'm glad to know that because my book club chose that book, The Heaven and Earth uh, Grocery Store. So um, I'm going to be reading it in the near future, so I'm I'm glad to know that it's a good book. We don't have any on the shelves now, so put it on hold. I will put it... Well, I I usually listen to it, so I'll just just do it that way, but... Mine um, is on Libby right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe that's what I'll have to do then. So, um, yeah. So, but, yeah. And I have one more old recommendation okay, for you. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear okay, it. this is Smilla, S-M-I-L-L-A. Okay. Smilla's Sense of Snow. Oh. And it is a thriller. It's by Peter Hoag, H-O-E-G. And it's a thriller from probably the 1990s, mm-hmm. and it just never gets old. It yeah. is so good, and it takes place in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And um, wow, is that ever uh, suspenseful? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, just really, really good. And you have to know about ice and stuff, mm-hmm. like to really make sense of this book. Yeah, and I yeah. and I think I read that when it first came out, and I loved that book. It, yeah, it's so good. That is a good old time recommendation. Yeah, it is. Is really good so wow three recommendations you know what people you have your january all mapped out for you now three recommendations from lynette 
Um, so um, that is it, fellow library nerds. Those are Lynette's recommendations of things that you should pick up off the shelf. And we have come to the end of this snowy episode of Library Nerds with Words. I want to thank guest nerd all-star Lynette Succo, Assistant Head of Adult Services here at Peter White Public Library for stopping by today. Come back next week for episode one of season four of Library Nerds with Words. Yes, we've been doing this for four years. That's unbelievable to me. Um, I will be welcoming to the podcast Kat Shattuck of the Reference Desk. Um, and she's she's got a, a series of book series that she wants to talk about. So um, I, I can hardly wait to hear what she's going to say about this. So until that time, everyone, Happy New Year and stay nerdy. Thank you for listening to Library Nerds with Words, Peter White Public Library's weekly podcast, giving you the word on what's cool at the library. The theme for the podcast is Happy Clappy by John Bartman, used courtesy of Pixabay. This episode was written and produced by Martin Ackett's and sponsored by Peter White Public Library. Until next week, pick up a good book, listen to some good music, watch a good movie, attend a great event, and remember, library nerds are the coolest people around.